the Business Buzz Podcast. Mob Justice on the Business Buzz. Good evening and welcome to the Business Buzz right here on VAW FM. That's Voice of Vits. Uh, we are broadcasting live from our studios right here in Bramfontein, Johannesburg. The time has just gone by 6 p.m., which means it's time for us to give you the Business Buzz for your weekly roundup of business and economics news. Who's to say that the world of business can't be entertaining? Definitely make sure you keep uh, holding on to your seats as we unpack the week's top trending business and economics news. For today, it's looking to be quite an interesting show. It is the last third. Thursday of the month, which means it's time for us uh, where we celebrate a young person in South Africa, 35 years and below, who is doing the things in their uh, field of endeavor. And for today, it's going to be a very interesting one because we have uh, possibly our youngest brand new heavy and I've been on this show for about four years now, you know, so I, I definitely think, yeah, I, I'm quite impressed. Uh, so we're going to be talking to uh, Brandon Kynock uh, and uh, we also have his mother in studio and we're going to be just chatting uh, to them around what uh, what it means uh, to be a young entrepreneur in South Africa right now. Uh, but more than anything else, he is a, a mobile games developer. So we're going to be finding out um, what actually led him to this and where he actually wants to go uh, in his future and maybe also just discuss uh, you know what it means to be a 16 year old in 2018 more than anything else so that's how the show is going to be looking otherwise on the other side of this we're going to be getting into our business wrap that's a part of the show where we give you uh, the week's top trending business and economics news with our financial expert ken swettenham and then on the other side of that we'll get into our buffalo index where we give you the state of your 100 rand remember that you can keep in touch with us on social media uh, we are voice of vets that's vow fm uh, 88.1 on facebook we are vow fm that's voice of vets and you can also find our other facebook page that's vets radio academy on twitter we are at vow fm and our hashtag is hashtag business buzz our whatsapp line is 0840784912 and you can also stream the station live on vowfm.co.za remember that podcasts of the business buzz show are available online together with the one after uh, this particular show, you can find all our podcasts on vits.journalism.co.za forward slash business. Make sure you keep it locked on the other side of this. We get into our business wrap. Business wrap with Ken Sweatman. It's time for us to get into our business wrap. That's the part of the show we give you the week's top trending business and economics news. On the line, we're joined by our financial expert. We have Ken Sweatenham. How are you, Ken? I'm very well this evening, and yourself? Huh? I'm fine, thank you. Um, I think in the last week or so, the the, the big business news um, at the moment has been uh, President Soramaposa's speech from last week, uh, where he outlined plans to grow uh, our nation's economy, um, and he's actually allocated quite a sizable amount of money towards that. Uh, but interestingly enough, he's saying that uh, they aren't going to borrow money. So please could you uh, unpack this for us and uh, what should we be looking for as uh, as South Africans? Yes, you're, you're quite right. Uh, our president is in uh, America at the moment. He's made a number of speeches at the United Nations and, and at various business organizations in New York. And uh, 
He's announced a 400 billion rand stimulus package for the South African economy. Now, obviously, he said he's not going to borrow that money, and there are still question marks on exactly how it's going to be funded. But it looks like he will be cutting the budgets of some government departments to prop up the budgets of other government departments. And the full impact of, of how he's going to do this is still yet to be announced to us. Overall, the news, I believe, is good. The economy needs a boost. We need a boost for job creation. We, we need a boost in many areas of our economy. And I just hope the money is spent very wisely to do that. But the full impact of the stimulus package will only be felt, I believe, over the next 6 to 12 months at the earliest. And, in fact, there has been some negative feedback from the rating agencies such as Fitch who have said they don't believe this will make a great deal of difference at all. So, um, yes, the intention is certainly very good. How it will work in reality still remains to be seen. <laughs> um, Ken, one of the things that actually came out in that speech um, was the fact that at the time they weren't able to tell us uh, concrete uh, plans around uh, where the money is actually going to come from because, um, as alluded to earlier on, um, they aren't going to be borrowing. They're going to be essentially moving around money from projects that they feel um, haven't yielded results. Um, in your opinion, are there any types of funding that you think are at risk of being cut when the midterm budget comes out? Well, in fact, your words there, midterm budget, those three words are the vital ones because we will get a lot more information during the midterm budget speech next month. And I certainly look forward to that. Difficult to say where the money is going to come from. We do have certain government departments, and I'm just going to use one as an example, and that's the Department of Defense. Now, there's been question marks over a number of years of how much money the Department of Defense uses when we're not actually at war with anybody. There's also been question marks on exactly what the Defense Force does in South Africa at present. And they're not a police force. They don't necessarily go into unrest areas. Uh, Like I said, we're not at war with anybody. They do stand guard at our border posts. But um, there has been calls for a much more leaner and meaner Defense Force, uh, a much more reduced defense force to save money. And possibly that's one of the areas uh, the president would look at. Um, But we could sit here all night. There are many other areas which really haven't shown uh, results for money that's been pumped into them. And I'm sure these are the areas that will be announced at the midterm budget speech next month. And then finally, Ken, I understand that uh, given our discussion from actually last week, uh, you mentioned the fact that we might be looking at a uh, possible fuel price hike in the coming week or so. Um, Could you tell, uh, are there any details on that now? Um, Not yet. Nothing's been announced, but the AA, that's the Automobile Association, has said they expect a, a fuel price increase in excess of one rand a litre. Um, that is just a horror story for most South Africans, uh, as we've discussed many times on your show. If you don't own a car personally, you are using public transport, you are using buses or taxis, and we are all affected by this, whether directly by putting fuel in our own cars or indirectly because we're having to pay fares for, for public transport. It is a huge increase. Um, it was softened slightly last month by the government subsidizing the increase to the tune of, of about 20 cents, but that's only for a month and it's all being passed on to us now. And it's really because of the oil price going above $80 a barrel for the first time since November 2014. And, of course, has been well advertised the, the, the very weak rand, which, although has shown some surprising strength today, historically over the last month has been very weak by, by historical standards. So um, we're going to be paying for that. Um, 
and that's uh, because we buy our fuel in in our oil in dollars, and we're going to be paying for that at the at the pumps from next week Wednesday, and we should have the bad news told to us within the next day or two, I believe. <laughs> So that was us who were talking to our financial expert, Ken Switzerland, giving us a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. As you heard, the big news of the week has been uh, the stimulus plan that was announced by our President uh, Sir Ramaphosa last week around uh, budget allocations and investment uh, in terms of infrastructure and the like. Uh, So we remain to see uh, where the money is actually going to be coming from. And then the other thing that was highlighted by Ken is that uh, bad news uh, for almost everyone, whether you have a car or not, because the price of fuel is likely to rise by more than one rand uh, this coming Wednesday next week. Uh, the announcement should be made earlier in the week, but uh, we're going to be paying more at the pump. And if you remember uh, the fact that fuel actually went up from about 14 rand to 16 rand, and uh, having another rand added to that in less than uh, three to four months is actually quite ridiculous. So we'll see how it goes. Um, on the other side of this, we're going to be telling you what your 100 rand can actually get for you uh, today. So keep it locked. This is The Business Buzz. The, the Business Buzz. It's time for us to get into the Buffalo Index. That's a part of the show where we tell you the state of your 100 Rand. What can 100 Rand get for you today? Uh, because our brand new heavy is a mobile games developer, we tracked the interwebs uh, to find out what your one Buffalo can get for you on the Google Play Store for Android and Apple's App Store for iOS in terms of games. Uh, so according to today's charts, the top five games uh, for your Android device are uh, at number one, there's Minecraft Craft by uh, Mojang, I think that's how they pronounce it, uh, which is around 89 Rand, that's just under one buffalo, uh, when then number two is Farming Simulator uh, 18 by Giant Software which is uh, about two thirds of a buffalo at 64 Rand 99 uh, Hitman Sniper by Square Enix uh, Limited uh, is coming in at the lowest on this list at around 6 Rand 99 uh, that's about 6% of a buffalo and then uh, Bloons TD6 by Ninja Kiwi is coming in at 12 rand 99 and then grand theft auto by rockstar games is the most expensive game on this list uh, coming in at 109 rand 99 which is just over one buffalo turning over to ios uh, at number one is a name we've already heard that's hitman sniper uh, by square enix limited is sitting at uh, uh, same price at uh, 6 rand 99 so that's your uh, 67 percent of a buffalo and then at number two they have a game called a pocket build by Moon Bear Limited, which is 29 Rand 99. That's about a third of your buffalo. And then Minecraft once again uh, by Mojang uh, is coming in at 89 Rand. And then uh, at number 4 and 5, we have Heads Up by Warner Brothers, uh, which is sitting at around 14 Rand 99. And then Worms 3 by Team 17 Software uh, coming in at around 29 Rand 99, which is about a third of a buffalo. So as you can see, there's actually quite uh, quite a bit you can do with, with your 100 rand if you're in search of a good game on uh, either one of the app stores. Um, interestingly enough, our brand new Heavy's game uh, Taurus is actually a free download for iOS and it will be interesting for us to actually ask and find out why uh, Brandon actually chose to make that decision to definitely make sure you stay tuned to find out. On the other side of this, we get into our conversation with Brandon in studio. You're tuned in to the Business Bus. 
Today is our brand new heavy that's uh, the last Thursday of each month. We take time to celebrate a young person in South Africa, 35 years and below, who is doing the things in their industry. Today we are happy and privileged to have Brandon Kynock, who is a mobile game developer in studio with us. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, if you're interested in anything that we're talking about, you know, tell us what games you have. Have you played um, the game that he has developed or the other one that is developed uh let us know on facebook we are our fm that's voice of vits and then on uh we also have our other facebook page that's vits radio academy on twitter we're at vow fm and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz so as i said we are in studio uh with possibly our youngest brand new heavy uh i'm sorry i need to make a correction because earlier on i said that he was 16 uh but he's actually just turned 17 so i'm happy to have uh, uh brandon kynock who is uh, as we said he is an experienced developer programmer and graphic designer and he's got two games so far that are published on the apple app store uh, that's blast and then taurus uh, which became uh, game of the day in more than 137 countries he is the first south african to achieve this feat how are you brent uh, good evening i'm great thanks and yourself oh no no i'm doing all right i'm doing all right um I, I, i've played the game you know, I think that's a that's a nice place for us uh, to, to to start. I've played uh, I've played the tourist game, very a very simple game, very stimulating. But you know, I just you know I I I liked playing the game. You know, so yeah. what made you uh, come up with it? Because what I liked about the game is the simplicity and the fact that you just keep wanna you you keep wanting to tap on the dots and then just see how high of a score you can actually get. Um, I'm a bit of a rookie. Uh, yeah. So I think my my highest score at the moment is sitting at around uh, I think it was 120. Okay. I'm very shy to say because <laughs> I saw I saw the leaderboard has people yeah. that have like 50,000. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so talk yeah, to us. Yeah, so I mean I think currently the latest trend in video games is what you call hyper casual games, and these are the games that people really love because they're just super casual. You can play them whenever you want to for a few minutes and. Um, they're just really enjoyable. So that's one of the reasons why I moved into this kind of simpler style of game. Yeah. But I think the bigger reason is because I just didn't have the capacity to produce um, bigger, more complex games by myself. Yeah. So my previous game um, and my first published game on the App Store was is called Blast. Yeah. And that was in development for just under two years. And that was a lot of work and... I would like to get back into those games in the future, but for now I'm focusing on these smaller games just to build my studio. Mm. So how did it actually feel um, when you uh, when you actually started seeing the game trending like that? Because <laughs> I know that the, the previous game, I think five 6,000 downloads. Yeah, 6,000 downloads on yeah. the first day, yeah. um, which for me, I was, I was extremely happy with that. <laughs> but... Like I said, I'd kind of reflected on the fact that I'd worked on it for two years. Yeah. Um, and leading up to the launch of Taurus, I was actually in communication with Apple. Okay. Because they had contacted me because they'd come across Blast. Yeah. And this is why I also think Blast is such a huge success is because it's what caught their attention and they saw the potential in my games. Yeah. Um, and so I had a strong feeling that, that they would be featuring Taurus. Okay. And... On its launch day, I remember staying up till midnight, waiting <laughs> to see the App Store refresh, yeah. and there it was, this game of the day. Yeah. Um, and I remember checking the next morning, it was on 
about 20,000 downloads oh, wow. and 100,000 downloads at the end of the day. Yeah. So it's just absolutely amazing. That's incredible. Now, I think, you know, now that we have that, you know, we can actually take a step back and actually go into, you know, teenagers, young people, uh, people are on their phones all the time. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, amongst uh, high school kids, you know, mobile games are very popular, you know, in terms of playing them. Yeah. But actually developing them, that's a completely <laughs> different ball game altogether. So how do you, because uh, I understand you've been doing this for about six or seven years now, yeah, which means years. grade five, six? Grade six. Yeah. I was 11 years old and I started. Yeah, yeah so... I mean, I literally just decided one day that I wanted to make my own game. Yeah. Um, and I straight immediately turned to the internet and just started teaching myself um, and studying everything I could and practicing. Um, and when I was in grade nine, I really decided that I wanted to uh, finish and publish a game and really see where it could take me. And I just wanted to, you know, start building up my own company and producing games professionally. Yeah. So who spoke to you? Because I think <laughs> <laughs> no one. No. Yeah, no. The, the reason why I'm asking who spoke to you is just uh, one of those mm, uh, uh, grade nine. You are probably fourteen, fourteen, fourteenish. Fourteen, you yeah. know. So most fourteen-year-olds are not yeah. thinking about you know so, having a business and yeah. all that stuff. Well, if, I know I know <laughs> where I want to be in the future, and yeah. I know that I want to be. Um, very successful yeah and also not gonna i know that that's not gonna happen without me doing anything um so that's really why i started and there's nothing stopping anyone from starting young yeah um so i knew that i would have to do something in order to live the life that i want to in the future mm. So, in terms of the reaction, uh, something I was very interested in, and I think our listeners might also be interested in, is um, how was the reaction amongst your friends? You know, <laughs> because uh, it's interesting when I'm sure a lot of people um, at your school, perhaps, yeah. you know, stop playing a game, but then when it's actually being made by someone that you're actually in school with, it's a, it's something completely different. So, how was that reaction? Yeah, well, I think. Mostly to most people, they kind of just saw it as like a hobby. You know, this this guy is creating cool games, and um, it's nothing too special. But I think it really um, it really hit home when they when they saw me in the newspapers and things, <laughs> and they saw that they saw that Taurus was a huge success because, yeah. like I said, Blast Blast didn't get that many downloads. Yeah. Um, but after the, the success of Taurus, I think definitely changed things. Uh. Yeah. Quite a bit. Okay. And then in terms of that as well, I wanted to find out in terms of time, you know, because uh, adults, you know, uh, have a hard time, <laughs> you know, managing just a job, family and the like. But you, uh, as a 17-year-old, I can imagine because I remember when I was in, when I was in yeah. high school, you know, our schedule was, uh, was actually quite hectic. You'd yeah. wake up at like, and I went to boarding school. You know, you wake up at like five in the morning and you have a full day until possibly five, six in the evening, you know, extracurriculars, clubs, sports, all of it. So I can imagine that um, the time pressure, you know, of school on its own and then having to develop and do work that is being done by teams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, See, our school does actually keep me extremely busy. Yeah. The only chance that I get to work on my games is in the holidays. Yeah. Um, and I definitely make the most of it. Mm. So, 
Taurus was developed in just three weeks. Yeah. That was over my April holiday. Mm. Um, and it was published at the end of April. Mm. And this was also something that really interested me. And so I'd kind of decided that... So, firstly, I, I, I've just finished working on a new game, which is called Sector. Okay. And it's available for pre-order on the App Store. Mm. Um, it's releasing on the 18th of October. Yeah. And so I developed this over my August holiday. Okay. And I decided that I really wanted to uh, keep track of my work on this and see, um, you know, how much time it actually takes up and how long it takes to develop a game. Yeah. So Sector took me 160 hours to develop, roundabout. That's a lot of lines of code, eh? It is. Yeah. A, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and so so on that uh, particular, how do you then keep yourself from, from 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 touching the coding? You know, when you when it's not a holiday. Because I can see it's a oh, passion yeah, yeah. of yours. Um, well, during the school term, I spend a lot of time um, just studying things. So yeah. I I enjoy studying all kinds of topics um, with regards to computer science, so artificial intelligence, procedural generation, graphics. I really enjoy all of that, and I will just download research papers and read them and, and keep teaching myself. And because it really requires a lot of knowledge to mm. develop a game, Mm. all by yourself there's so much that goes into it and like you said they're generally developed by teams yeah especially when you look at the the huge games what do you call triple a uh games yeah those are developed by teams of hundreds of people mm. um over years so it's really it takes quite a bit of knowledge mm. i can imagine and on the same knowledge uh sort of uh plane uh i understand that uh, from what you were saying earlier on the fact that you were self-taught from an early age so i can only imagine that i'm sure your <laughs> grades in school must be amazing right um not necessarily <laughs> yeah. uh, i do i am i'm good at academics yeah um but i think the difference is my interest lies in in technology and programming yeah and so I really put a lot of efforts into that, and that's why I'm so good at it. Okay. And, and my academics definitely are, they, they, are, are they. good. Yeah, they're good. Okay. And then in that as well, um, because I understand that, uh, as you said, uh, self-taught and all of that stuff, where did you, how did you know where to go? Especially when you're like a, an 11, 12-year-old kid and the internet is just yeah. fast. Like, the well, Yeah, so in that first year, that's what I'm interested yeah. in. When, you're when you first say, okay, I want to start programming now. Like, what, what, what resources? Is it YouTube tutorials? Is it um, textbooks? Like, yeah. where do you actually begin? So, well, the internet is really just such an amazing resource. Mm. Um, and I mean, anyone can teach himself anything these days because of that. Yeah. And when I started out, I literally just started out by searching how to create a game. Mm. And I came across a bunch of software and downloaded them. And again, I would just, whenever I came across any problem, just search it on the internet and mm. I'd manage to find an answer. Yeah. And I did watch hundreds of YouTube tutorials yeah. and followed along to them. And as I got more advanced, I started going into research papers and that kind of mm, thing. Mm. Okay. Uh, I've got time for about two more questions before we go to a break. So I want to, you know, maybe come back to, because I asked about how your friends reacted. So in terms of, now I want to switch over maybe to the family. Um, how did your parents uh, first 
uh, embrace uh, your your love for computer science, for programming, and the like. Because you know, uh, if your parents are anything like mine, you know, uh, trying to explain what happens on a smartphone <laughs> is is quite a mission. But they're now saying that I want to make the program that runs on the cell phone is is a completely different conversation. So, uh, how has that been for you? Yeah, well, I think they've always been extremely supportive. Yeah. Um, and I think once I started producing um, quite impressive results, it definitely, uh, I got more, more support from them. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but that's been the case with everyone. Uh, when it, Since I started producing more impressive stuff, yeah. um, I've just gained more support. Yeah. And what type of things have they sort of, do you feel like they've instilled in you? Um, because you clearly have a very um, determined, you know, mind frame and you have, you know, so, uh, just given um, the number of hours you said you put into developing just one game, um, you have a good work ethic. Yeah. So d it, was that something that they sort of taught you from a, from a young age? So I think they definitely did teach me that uh, nothing, nothing is for free in life and yeah. that's also something that I've really... Uh, come to appreciate and learn is um, not to be entitled to anything. Yeah. Um, so I've actually been working really hard for it okay. and it's taking me places. Hmm. We're in studio. We have uh, Brandon Cannock. He is a developer. He's the founder of Hardgraft Studios, mobile developer, uh, mobile game developer. <coughs> and we're just finding out, you know, a little bit about him. On the other side of this, we actually have his mother in studio. And we just want to know, you know, that other side. Because, you know, where did the love come from? Like, was it was it in the cereal that she gave him when she when he was younger? You know, that, that type of thing. So on the other side of this, we'll be talking to, uh, we'll be talking to Nikki, keep it locked. This is the business buzz. More justice on the business buzz. We are in the middle of our brand new heavy, and our brand new heavy for today is Brandon Kainok. He is a mobile game developer, uh, the developer of an amazing game called Taurus, together with Blast. But uh, right now, we just want to switch over because we have his mother Nikki Kainok in studio with us, and we just want to uh, find out, you know, the other side of what makes brand. Brandon, Brandon, how are you, Nikki? I'm very well. Thank you very much for having us. I think something our listeners might be really wondering uh, right now is, does he have? Does he do other things? Does he have fun? Yes, he does have <laughs> fun. Um, he enjoys going out with his mates, and yeah. he's very normal, normal yeah. teenager like that. But I think gaming and and coding is is fun for Brandon yeah. so somebody else might be running on a soccer field and that would be his fun and certainly sitting behind a screen is fun for Brandon okay cool so something that we spoke about that uh, we spoke about with Brandon earlier on um, was uh, his use of the internet um, as, as a starting place for him when he had when he said I want to find out about you know computer programming and all of that stuff so the question then becomes as a mother as a parent you see that your child has has a passion and I think at first you're like okay he likes this and then you you let it go you know but after some time you know you then say ah no 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 he's actually very serious about this and he he could be very good so at what point did you then realize that no this was not just a casual hobby for Brandon 
You know what? I think you've, you've raised a very valid point in terms of concern for screen time. Yeah. Um, and that, that was a not a concern, but I was always um, very cognizant of that. So what what I would do and what I thought just my responsibility is to walk past and see that there's nothing untoward. Yeah. Because that's ultimately your responsibility as a parent. But I've also taught my children from a very young age that they are res- responsible for what their eyes see. So, yeah. um, yes, he, he, he obviously did spend a lot of time behind the screen and um, it's it's obviously worked well for him, you know. Yeah, it yeah. was just more in in supporting him and I, we could we could see that it was going places from quite early on so what type of support uh did you did you end up having cuz i understand that um down the line you were actually the one who ended up linking him together with a professor from vits yes. um when he he couldn't use the internet anymore. He felt like, ah, listen, I've, I've done this a lot and I feel like I need guidance now. Um, he was, I think he was in grade eight, grade yeah. eight, grade nine. Yeah. He started telling me, mom, I'm running out of learning resources. And I just <laughs> thought, you know what, that's virtually impossible. It is the internet <laughs> after all. And I recall when he was in grade seven, actually his, his English teacher at the time told me that he had downloaded a 1,500 page um, tutorial yeah. or, or what were um, a manual on the internet so you know I, I came to realize that he was reading an enormous amount and expanding his knowledge um, so he kept on telling me that he was running out of learning resources and, and eventually the penny dropped and that prompted me to come and find Dr. Richard Klein at um, uh, computer science and applied maths yeah. and I set up an appointment with him and he was very happy to help I mean he, he was actually very gracious in that he helped my eldest son um, through a Google survey that in, it came through Gillian, Professor Gillian Drennan, yeah. she sent it to him and then he commented um, sent back valuable comments for my eldest son yeah. and um, that, that set the whole ball rolling so how do you so now uh fast forward a couple of years um the the help that you were able to get brandon is actually now paid off with um the taurus game the blast game in the past and now we've got the sector game so in terms of uh, getting him advice around um handling business um perhaps media training or um where to take his uh, career next um how how have you uh, gone about that have you sought outside help on uh, other say say um programmers or entrepreneurs about what he could possibly do with himself or do you and your husband sort of um allow him to just go Listen, forth? We, we we do give him advice but it's it's very clear that brandon knows exactly where he wants to go yeah. and i've sat in um listening to him speak to to apple for instance and i've been absolutely astounded at what he knows from a business perspective for such a young boy yeah. um but but obviously there have been people along the way that have helped us enormously one is Anne turin from total exposure who's his pr agent yeah. and um the guys from apple have been absolutely wonderful 
wonderful. We've met with different contingents. They're a very professional bunch of people, and they are also very cognizant of the fact that he is still in grade 11 at school. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, lastly for now, um, what do you teach? Because this is a business show. So how do you, what do you teach your son about money and handling money that comes in because even adults struggle yeah. and they very, get into very debt good question. <laughs> so. um, I think one of the f- one of the first things I taught them that money doesn't grow on trees yeah. um, and I think we've tried to teach them about hard work commitment and dedication and you know Brandon certainly displays all of those um, characteristics mm, mm. you certainly have a very mature son I, I do know. I do know that. Um, he was just very, very quiet as a little boy, and he didn't speak a lot. So yeah. I was just listening to, to how, him at how eloquently he speaks now, and we've obviously come a long way. He doesn't have a problem in yeah. that department at all. Okay. So, as you heard, um, Brandon was a very you know quiet child growing up uh, but he's been able to consume a large amount of data in the last couple of years and i think one of my biggest takeaways is exactly um what nikki said at the end where she said she taught her children that money doesn't grow on trees uh, because unfortunately you know some of this upcoming generation there's a lot of entitlement that's uh you know uh, out just so i think it's a very good lesson to be you know teaching uh, our youth We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with Brandon. I've got one or two more questions for him. And, uh, you know, we'll keep it locked. This is the Business Buzz. You're tuned in to the Business Buzz. This is the Business Buzz. It is our brand new heavy. We have uh, Brandon Kainok in studio. Uh, We're talking to him about mobile development, his life um, and his passion. We just came from talking to his mother, Nikki, and she was just giving us some background on what he was like growing up and the and what it means to, you know, to raise such a young man uh, to this agent going forward. So now I'm back with Brandon and there's, uh, there's something that I've been interested in um, because I know that you were on carte blanche recently and one of the things that you said there, if I remember correctly, was that you want to go to MIT and I remember my uh, my you know you've got that snap reaction was why did he why does he need to go to MIT I mean he was able to consume such ridiculous amounts of data in you know in at such a young age and over this period and even just listening to uh, I think his name is Dr. Richard Klein, uh, just yeah, talking about how uh, the the maths that you're dealing with is actually very complex and even university and, uh, you know, seasoned developers find it hard to, to grasp all of these things. So I'm really very interested in terms of going to MIT. Do you feel like you're going to learn anything academically? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think learning is an ongoing thing and I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm going to continue learning for the rest of my life yeah um and there's always more to be learned yeah. and when it comes to this kind of really advanced uh computer science and mathematics and that kind of thing there are some resources which you just can't find on the internet that yeah. only exist in uh university textbooks or research papers or paid paid material yeah um so i definitely do want to study and just for the sake of of learning more not 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 I wouldn't do it for the sake of just having a degree, but I actually really want to continue learning 
um, computer science. Mm. And why MIT? Uh, because, well, actually MIT or Stanford. Okay, because um, I was about to say, yeah. I think the Google guys went to Stanford. Yeah, well, yeah, so. when it comes to computer science, their ranking is number one and two in the world. Okay. So they are definitely the best when mm. it comes to what I want to study. Okay, cool. And then your choice of developing for iOS. I wanted to find out about that. <laughs> Why did you choose that particular platform? Um, and I'm only asking because I think um, it's easier to get an app approved for Android than it is uh, for, yeah. well, for iOS. It's actually so much easier to publish on the Play Store because essentially all you have to do is pay your $25 for um, your developer's license and mm. you can publish anything you want. Yeah. Whereas for Apple, it actually has to go through quite a strict review process mm. and they will reject apps if it violates any of their guidelines or even just if it's not worthy of the App Store. Mm. And this is something that I really liked about the App Store and why I'm focusing on iOS development is mm. because I feel that the Play Store is so saturated with mediocre apps and so it's hard for um, a new developer to get noticed on the Play Store or to actually make us to have a successful game on the Play Store. Mm. And then moving on to you know the rest of life, what else does Brandon do you know <laughs> uh, with his time? Because uh, we heard from your mother that you like going out with your mates and the like. So what else uh, occupies uh, you know your time? You we spoke about school earlier on. Mm. Yeah, at school, what sports are you playing? You know, and the like. Well, like, well, what do you like doing? Well, school does take up a lot of my time. Um, I do also make sure that I do enough sports and physical activity. And what's your favorite sport? Um, javelin. Oh, okay. Oddly enough. Huh. Yeah, and I just finished rugby. Yeah. Um, actually, just because I got braces, but I did enjoy rugby. Yeah. Um, but I also spend a lot of my free time uh, when I don't have enough time to actually sit down and start working on something. I spend that time um, studying things that interest me. So, yeah. I'd say my biggest interest in computer science is artificial intelligence, mm -hmm. procedural generation, and graphics. Okay, cool. Speaking of graphics, because uh, video games are graphic intensive, I understand you have a bit of an artistic side to you. You know, so what are you doing with that? Is there yeah, definitely. Is there a gallery somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I started painting from a very young age, and I've always been very artistic. Yeah. And when I actually got into game development, and I decided that I was going to make my game at the age of eleven. Um, I was kind of more drawn towards graphics design um, and I re just really enjoyed that and I did that for about two years and just focused on graphics design and uh, digital arts mm. and I actually had two of my best renders, 3D renders, published in a, a magazine called 3D Artist. Yeah. Um, it's a very uh, popular magazine distributed worldwide. Mm. One of the questions we ask all our brand new heavies you know is about what are you reading right now so outside of computer science uh because people have a, a bunch of things that they tend to you know read i think think and grow rich and you know rich <laughs> you know stuff like that you know so for you whether it's fiction or non-fiction like well what's what's in it for you that's non-computer science at the moment um i actually don't read oh, a lot wow. that's that's not related to studying or computer science so I really don't read too much. Um, oh. Like you said, I have my role models, and yeah. I always aspire to be 
um, as as great as they are. Um, but I definitely don't read books like like you mentioned yeah. about that. Okay. So if you had a choice, you know, uh, in your life, would you would you rather have uh, dinner with a Mark Zuckerberg or have a coffee with an Elon Musk? Um, I think I really um, admire Elon Musk and yeah. all that he's achieved. And especially because I think he's so relatable to my situation where, um, you know, he grew up in South Africa and he didn't enjoy school that much. I, <laughs> I also, do, I mean, I go to an amazing school, but yeah. I don't enjoy school. Yeah. Um, I think because very honest of you, I, I just get bored. Uh, most of the time and my mind is elsewhere in terms of I'm always thinking of uh, computer science and my developments and that yeah and just how he's become so successful and he's a global icon now okay so is that your role model or is there someone else um I think the my main role models would be like Elon Musk uh, Steve Jobs Mm -hmm. Nelson Mandela Mm. okay I like that list and then (laughs) Finally, this is something that uh, we tend to ask all our brand new heavies, and I'm very interested because you are our youngest brand new heavy. So, unlike our other brand new heavies, you have a bit more time, you know, <laughs> to get to that point. What do you want your legacy to be? I think ultimately, I just want to be an inspiration to others. Mm. Um, I think because I've achieved um, quite a bit at such a young age, mm. um, I definitely like to inspire the youth. Um, especially of South Africa, and to show people that, you know, you can achieve anything um, by yourself. Mm. And that the internet is an amazing resource, and you can teach yourself anything you want to, and you can be successful. Mm. Mm. I need to just bring in Nikki uh, very quickly. (laughs) Um, uh, We spoke to Brandon just now about uh, his art and the like. Um, What came first? The computer science or the art? No, definitely the art. I mean, he made some beautifully inspirational um, uh, oil paintings, and I was kind of devastated when he moved on to the digital media. <laughs> uh, I still had a few plans, and I have got a half-finished zebra painting. Maybe, maybe one day <laughs> in a holiday, we'll get back to that. But you know, I think that gave him the platform to progress onto the digital art, and then he made those two amazing uh, 3D renderings that were published in in a global IT magazine. 3D artist. Mm. Um, yeah, and the rest is history, as they say. And then the last question for you just has to do with, uh, you know, for, for the parents out there. Um, because I think sometimes um, parents, you know, see that their kids like a certain thing or are inclined in some way, but it might not be something they understand or something that's uh, um, outside of, you know, the normal track of go to school, all of that stuff. What do you say, you know, to parents who clearly you can see your child, you know, has a gifting or an area of passion? You know what, I think we can only support them. Um, My role is I... Um, food and beverages manager so I feed him <laughs> and I love him and I I pray for my children mm. okay and then Brandon how can people 
Well, actually, um, access your games. We've been talking about this. How can they access the games? And can you also repeat, uh, you mentioned earlier on that you have an upcoming game. Uh, so can you give our listeners all those details? So they can find my games on the App Store for iOS. Yeah. Um, for Under Hardgraph Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, my I've published two games so far. So that is Blast and Taurus. Mm-hmm. And I have a new game coming soon called Sector. Yeah. It's currently available for pre-order on the App Store, and it'll be releasing on the 18th of October. And then they can also go and look at my Instagram, just brandon.kynock, or my website, www.hardgraft.co.za. Okay, cool. So uh, this one is just for me. Do you think you you would want to move out of just mobile, perhaps move to consoles? Uh, definitely, games definitely. Is so in the future, I would like to uh, grow my studio into a triple A game development studio. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to developing those triple A titles, it really takes a team of hundreds of developers and and huge budgets. And so that is definitely where I'd like to be in the future, um, but not something that I can work on at the moment. And I'd also like to expand into other areas of technology. Yeah. So um, AI. Uh, procedural generation and graphics like I mentioned okay cool so that was us we were with Brandon Kynock we're just going to take a quick break and then we come to the end of the show this is the business buzz you're tuned in to the business buzz so that's it for today's show. Thank you so much to everyone who was listening to our show. Thank you to Ken for giving us our business wrap. And then thank you so much to our brand new heavy in studio with us today. We had Brandon Kainok, who is a mobile game developer. Uh, if you haven't already, I've, as I said at the beginning, I've downloaded the game. So do yourself a favor, download the game, you know, and, you know, be stimulated you know and then uh more than anything else uh i have to say that i'm actually quite impressed uh by brandon and i think it's the it's his demeanor more than anything else because you know you can tell when someone is actually determined um about something and they actually know where they're going uh there's a lot of confusion amongst our young people about where they want to go and i i think half the battle has already been won at such a young age that he knows where he wants to go uh they are still 25 30 year olds are still trying to figure out where they want to go so if you've done this at this age trust me uh, like the rest of it you just you know you know go on the journey uh, that's that on that end the end and then the other big takeaway is just the fact that um in terms of getting into a field that you don't already know uh, take advantage like what Brandon was saying take advantage of the resources um, that are available as you heard the internet is an amazing um, resource I myself am a creative and I can definitely say that I do a lot of uh, video editing and uh, photography and everything I've learned uh, was literally through uh, reading blog posts being on YouTube and all of that so I understand um, what what you can actually achieve if you just um, set your mind to it and actually just go online and apply, you know, what's actually there. And then the last thing, um, 
lessons coming in uh, from uh, the mother you know just telling us that you need to love and support uh, your children and even if you don't necessarily understand what's going on and what they're doing uh, it's just good to be supportive because you never know where you might uh, where you might end up uh, so thank you so much that was us that was our brand new heavy uh, celebrating a young person in South Africa 35 years and below who is doing the things in their industry uh, you can tell us what you think uh, have you played tourists have you played Blast? Uh, let us know what you think. On social media, we are Vow FM, that's Voice of Vids. And you can also find our own Vids Radio Academy Facebook page. On Twitter, we are at Vow FM. And then our hashtag is hashtag Business Buzz. 0847849412, that's our WhatsApp line. And you can stream the station live on vowfm.co.za. You can also find podcasts of the Business Buzz show on vids.journalism.co.za forward slash business. And with that, we've reached the end of tonight's show thank you so much to our amazing team our executive producer that's Alna Schultz together with uh, our producers welcome to Shiva and Zondo. together with our technical production that's done by Kutluano Serame don't miss the business bus same time same place next week for more insight into the world of business uh, next up remember that we are a 24 hour radio station next up from 7 to 8 p.m. we have the team from uh, Life Beats coming into the studio for myself Mudio Mob Justice Gavaza and the rest of the team is good evening and take care. Mob Justice on the Business Buzz. Listen to the Business Buzz every Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. only on Power FM. The Business Buzz Podcast.